Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. This is episode 47 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gill, along with the voice, the face, the handle at Announcer Skeds. We're back for another jam-packed edition of 47 here on the Announcer Schedules pod. Before we get to all of this week's news and notes, don't forget, like, rate, review, share, subscribe. Get it out there, people. Keep hitting that like button, keep hitting that subscribe button, and obviously uh, the more you do, the better we'll be and the more information we can get to you. And, uh, yeah, we had a great week last week. We ended up uh, talking to Steve Levy, who, man, uh, listened to the call of Levy on the hockey the other night, had the overtime thriller and the winners. Uh, these NHL playoffs have been great. Had a great conversation with Steve Levy, who, Phil, we'll get to him in a minute because he made some news this week right after our conversation with him on Friday of last week. If you missed the Steve Levy conversation, you can go back to the Last Word on Sports archives and find that interview. It was a standalone last week. And don't forget, you can also get Tell Me a Story I Don't Know with George Hoffman. Uh, and obviously, TJ has last word on sports media. Let's bring Phil DeMont Mollen in to this week's edition. There he is, the face, the voice behind at announcer Skeds, which, by the way, I was talking to Steve Levy. I know you missed the interview. Uh, he said, hey, tell Phil I said hello. He's a big follower of the feed, as many people are. Over 25,000 people following at announcer Skeds. Hey, Mike. Uh, good to be with you. Yeah, you know, I wish I could have been two places at once and join you for that Steve Levy interview last week. I was handling a track and field championship here at my day job at Brevard College in the mountains of Western North Carolina, but uh, did get to listen to the the Steve Levy interview. And yeah, would would love to kind of react to it a little bit and also talk about this this news that Andrew Marchand broke uh, earlier this week. Yeah, so we got Steve Levy on. He's doing the hockey playoffs and uh, obviously hockey. He kind of hinted on, you know, that's where he started. He said it was like kind of losing your dog when they took it away from ESPN and they bring it back. So uh, Levy, obviously still the voice of the NHL. He's done SportsCenter. He did Monday Night Football, and he talked about it on the podcast, Phil, that it was just a weird time to do Monday Night Football. You know, he's, scoring, he's yelling touchdown, and a whole empty stadium can hear him. He did it during COVID. Uh, it was just a really eye-opening thought of, man, you're doing the play-by-play. -play. Listen, I do play-by-play, -play, and I know for me, I don't like anybody standing around listening to me, right? I, it's just a weird, like, you're, you're, you're watching or listening – as I do the play-by, it is theater of the mind for a lot of radio play-by players. You can't see me. You can just listen to me. Well, here he is in this empty stadium, and the only people that can hear you are the participants. So it was an odd story, an odd situation for Levy, but no more Monday Night Football for Steve Levy. Yeah, so just so folks kind of know that the evolution of all this, you know, Steve Levy, first of all, like you said, you know, has been around a long time, done Sports Center, all these things, all sorts of roles for for ESPN. I, you know, I I looked back, did a little research, and he's been doing NHL games for a long, long time on the play-by-play -play side. You know, I always just sort of assumed he was more of a, a studio guy, but you know, he's he was doing play-by-play -play on the NHL way back in the in the '90s as well. Some of the the big games in the Stanley Cup playoffs called eleven total Stanley Cup playoff game sevens over his career. So, you know, he's well, well versed on the on the play-by-play -play side in the NHL. Then they got him doing football, you know, come, you know, maybe like 
eight years ago or so. And in fact, I had a um, assignment with him in his early days of, of college football where he was doing the Bahamas Bowl. He had done one Bahamas Bowl. Uh, I think it was like 2014, and then the next year, 2015, he came back. And if you know that Bahamas Bowl, it's down there in the Bahamas, you know, and at this, you know, sort of, um, you know, antiquated stadium down there that they get the locals to show up in the in that kind of thing. It's just kind of one of these fun bowl games. And I actually got assigned to do statistics for Steve. I think his second Bahamas Bowl, and it would have been one of his early college football games. They were just starting to get him in that that mix. Uh, Mac Brown and Mark May were the, the analysts for that game. So I got to work firsthand with, with Steve for that bowl game, and he was great. Uh, he was the, the consummate professional, was sort of – you know, um, totally understanding that the, the two of us had never worked together, but, you know, ready to, to get on board as far as like, hey, how can how can we work with each other and, and make this a, a smooth game and that so forth. And I thought we we did a really nice job with that that Bahamas Bowl. And then Levy continued to elevate his role as a football play by play announcer doing these these college football games. They were starting to give him some some really, really big you know, assignments there, working mainly with Brian Greasy as his analyst. And then they got the Monday Night Football gig, like you said, during COVID, you know, Greasy, Levy, and Lewis Riddick, a three-man booth, which I thought w- was was a pretty successful little run for, for Monday Night Football, considering some of the the, the um, twists and turns that that programming had taken over, over the years prior. And then, of course, you know, the big Buck Aikman, you know, um, signing, you know, before last year with these mammoth salaries and that kind of thing. But meanwhile, ESPN has more inventory when it comes to these Monday night football games. Some of these, you know, two two games on, on Monday night, additional playoff games, that kind of thing. There's supposedly, I think, an international game this coming year as well that would be part of that package. And according to Andrew Marchand of the, of the New York Post, and, and he's usually on top of, of these things, uh, the report goes that Chris Fowler will be replacing Steve Levy as the, the play-by-play person on those second Monday night football games, you know, in addition to the, to obviously the, you know, the, the Buck Aikman, you know, number one Monday night football team. And, you know, Fowler, I guess, will be working with Orlovsky and Riddick, which is who Levy worked with last year. So kind of an interesting uh, twist in the in the whole thing, and uh, Marshan reports that it has to do somewhat to to these uh, big contract negotiations that that Chris Fowler had going on with with ESPN during this sort of time of of serious cost cutting. There's been a bunch of layoffs, and there's more forthcoming in the next uh, month or two. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how how this goes. But you know, Fowler looks like he'll be now the the play by play voice on those secondary Monday Night Football games. Um, Herb Street will continue with with Thursday night football, and you know uh, Fowler and Herb Street on that those Saturday night uh, college football uh, primetime games. So I wonder, yeah, kind of I wonder, Phil, shuffle. I wonder, Phil, if ESPN or Amazon thought about using the Fowler Herb Street on NFL games, and were told, no, you can't do that. Maybe because you know, if Herb Street's maybe, doing Thursday night it, football in the NFL. Wouldn't you then say, hey, let's continue to brand him as an NFL voice and get him on these Monday night football, uh, you know, one offs. But d- did that ship sail once Herb Street signed with Amazon? And, That's what and I'm wondering. Did, yeah. did Amazon say, hey, if you're going to do NFL, you can only do it with us? Was that the agreement? Did the NFL say he can only do, you know, because obviously it's an interesting 
setup where he's at ESPN for college, he's at NFL for prime. Now his play-by-play partner is going to do NFL games. Wouldn't they just want to keep that tandem together? Who is Fowler going to work with? Uh, Orlovsky, obviously, they have a team in place. So maybe they like the analysts in that situation and didn't want to also remove them. But they did remove their play-by-player and made a change there. So I thought it's interesting that um, you know they wouldn't have put kept uh, try to get Herb Street to do NFL on their network. That would be a big load as well for for Herb Street. You know, Thursday, Saturday. But Monday, how many times they have to cases. do that? I think it's five or six times. You know, in the, you know, coming up here. So yeah, it's an interesting point, and maybe the the contract stipulate that that's that's impossible. You know, with the deal that he signed with Amazon, that Amazon deal was for a lot of big bucks. That's for sure. Absolutely. So that's the big news there this week is new Monday Night Football. A second team on ESPN. It will no longer be Steve Levy. It will now be Chris Fowler, the voice of college football. He will now also be that second Monday night voice for them. And we know all these layoffs have been happening. We're expecting a second round of them coming up in the month of June. So far, really no on-air talent, to my knowledge, has been affected by this. Yeah, you know, there were some – I saw some – radio producers in that kind of thing um being um part of the, the that first round Nate Silver also I I believe um you know was probably like the the biggest name but you know he's not so much an, an on-air um front-facing television personality or anything like that but supposedly those are those are coming and uh yeah it'll be interesting how that all shakes out and it it kind of bums me out a little bit because I I think part of it is was this arms race that we saw um, a little while back, beginning with that Tony Romo deal? And if it wasn't for for all that, you know, at least the the numbers would be a little more in wa- in 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 step. Even though some of this is inevitable, it seems like because of uh, Disney and, and things like that. But you know, you, you hate to see that. You know, so some guys are making this incredible amount of money. Then there, there's there's good people who are, who are losing their jobs at the same time. You know, that's just my personal opinion well, on it. I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. I think a lot of this has to do with the investment they made into the streaming services and then those streaming services not getting the ROI they thought outside of ESPN. You know, the Disney Plus, the Hulus. Remember, Disney owns other things. I don't know that it's ESPN's expenditures that are hurting the you know them i think it's more outside of espn and disney over as an overall company saying look this isn't your problem but you need to help clean up the problems we're having in other areas so we need to cut back and they're going to reduce what seven thousand jobs i think they said so i think espn they are doing their part unfortunately the other avenues that drive disney are not doing their part and therefore espn has to take some of the brunt to help get them back up to speed right but if you have to cut your budget and they say hey cut cut 10 million dollars out of your budget from this area and buck and aikman are are making a combined i don't know 30 million a year you know if they were making 20 million a year instead there would be 10 million dollars more to to pay some other announcers and True. so forth. So I, I really think, you know, when when, it, when push comes to shove, that this arms race with Tony Romo uh, starting the whole, you know, uh, domino effect here does affect, you know, the the, the announcers who, are, who aren't making nearly that kind of money. And, you know, sadly, some of them are, are going to be, you know, subject to these layoffs, unfortunately. And, 
Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm not looking forward to that, that day where we're, we're listing the names that, you know, uh, are reportedly, you know, laid off and, you know, looking for work suddenly, because uh, I think it's going to be, you know, kind of, kind of shocking as far as some of those folks, we saw it before with, with ESPN layoffs, you know, some, some really, you know, uh, long tenured employees and that kind of things, you know, a few years back and, you know, guys that, you know, you, you just thought as being synonymous with the company. So it's, it's really tough. And, and part of it is, like you said, that's just sort of, you know, big um, public company, corporate environment that we deal with, with, with Disney and that kind of thing. So, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, it's, it's, it's not as severe as been reported, but, you know, things look, you know, pretty uh, bleak at the same time. All right. Uh, now to scheduled podcast, let's look at the NBA playoffs. They are in full swing. Now we're down to the uh, final eight teams as we are in the semi, uh, the, the semifinal round. Of the conferences here, we've got uh, the Lakers, the Warriors, we got the Suns and the Nuggets on the west, and on the east side, you've got Philadelphia, Boston, Miami, and New York. It would seem like the um, uh, networks are thrilled with these matchups. You got Philly and Boston, a historical matchup. You got the Knicks and the Heat, historical kind of matchup there from the old 90s, and you got LeBron and uh KD excuse me yeah, KD well LeBron against Curry which has been breaking records and you got KD and uh the Nuggets I would imagine the Nuggets is kind of that old Sesame Street which of these kids are doing their own thing here that's probably the one team the executives would not be thrilled about but uh we got Sixers Celtics and I'm getting Kevin Harlan in that series uh which was not great for the Sixers uh on Wednesday night we're taping on Thursday but I love getting the chance to hit here, Kevin Harlan. I will say this before we get to the announcers. TNT, I think they listened. No drone shots. Get that drone out of there. It was horrible last night, and people were complaining immediately, and I never saw it again. The, the complaints came in fast and furious, Phil, and I think TNT saw it because they did not put that drone shot, but it was terrible. Uh, but Kevin Harlan, outstanding. Yeah, Kevin Harlan once again, you know, seems to to continue to shine through these playoffs. It seems like we we talk about him every week, and you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, the TNT's assigned uh, the different announcers. We talked about in the first round how the announcers really sort of shuffled around quite a bit. And if you were a fan of of different teams and you're following certain series, you would see a, a real. Um, assortment of announcers kind of come through, but it's interesting. TNT's sort of settled in where, you know, they've said, Hey, you know, we're going to assign crews to, to each series. And, you know, like you said, Kevin Harlan's been on the Celtic 76ers. He'll be on that throughout um, on the, all the Turner games that involve the Knicks and heat. It'll be the, the Iron Eagle team. And then, you know, Grizzlies or, or, um, rather Warriors and Lakers, that's Brian Anderson and, and Stan Van Gundy, and then Nuggets and Suns, uh, Spiro Didis. And so, you know, kind of interesting how those guys sort of settle in with those series. And yeah, Sixers, Celtics, uh, you know, every time it's on Turner, you'll get Kevin Harlan. Yeah, um, I, I know the Harlan has been, uh, you know, great to listen to there. Friday night, you'll get Mark Jones, Doris Burke, Cassidy Hubberth 
on that Sixers Celtics. You get Ryan Rucco on the radio, uh, not on radio, excuse me, uh, Ryan Rucco on the Nuggets and Suns uh, with JJ Redick, Richard Jefferson, Ross Golden Wude. And, you know, JJ Redick is a guy that I've said uh, I like a lot. That Nuggets Sun, that's a 10 o'clock game. You got Lakers Warriors on Thursday, that's tonight. You get Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, Lisa Salters, and then Mike Cousins who has been a guest of the podcast, go back and listen to that in our archives. He's got the ESPN radio call, if you're listening to this today, with Corey Alexander. And uh, then on Saturday, it's Sean Kelly and Corey Alexander on that Lakers-Warriors series. So they're switching the play-by-player up for the Saturday game on the radio. You got a Hubie Brown game on Saturday. How about a Knicks heat with Hubie Brown? It just feels right, right? Wow, that that's awesome. Yeah, Dave Pash will be on the play-by-play for that one, 3.30 p.m. on a Saturday. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll see if Jimmy Butler's back for that, certainly from the Heat's perspective. Uh, hope that's the case. But, you know, Hubie Brown uh, hovering right around that age 90. Mark. It just feels it's right. Just awesome. Nick's Heat with Hubie on the call. And then ESPN yep. Radio, by the way, Mark Kestisher, who has been a guest of the podcast, go back to our archives and listen to that. He's teamed up with PJ Carlissimo. Uh, they got that Sixers Celtics game on Sunday on the radio. Mark Jones, Doris Burke, Cassidy Hubbard. Uh, they have the television call. And then uh, Monday night, ESPN Radio, Dave Pash, Corey Alexander. So uh, it is uh, the NBA playoffs in full swing as uh, ESPN and Turner are sharing that. And then uh, I guess for the uh, conference finals round, you will get uh, what? Turner has the Eastern Conference? I, I think so, off, off the top of my head, yeah. And ESPN will have the West or vice versa. And then obviously you'll get the two top teams for the entire um, stretch of the playoffs there uh, for that. All right, uh, let's pop down to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We talked about Steve Levy a lot at the top of this podcast, but uh, the hockey playoffs have been, wow, a shining moment for some former guests of the podcast and some new voices. Yeah, so the Stanley Cup Playoffs continue to deliver. There's been all, all sorts of upsets, all sorts of overtimes, you know, game sevens we saw in that that first round. And Bob was choosing, you know, he's getting a lot of love on the the uh, Twitter um, feed in terms of the followers and so forth. I'm constantly seeing people say we love was choosing, which was the case last year, too, you know, on the, the NHL. And, you know, he continues to shine on these games and, you know, he's, he's getting, you know, big assignments obviously and uh, continues to, to get it done on the NHL side and, you know, just kind of shows his versatility. You know, obviously he, you know, does college hoops, college football, the jets for the, the, the NFL and, you know, people seem to just love him on the NHL. Let's take a listen. Bob was choosing the game winner as the Kraken move on. So- Take the one-timer. Instead, Bjorkstrand puts one on net. The rebound on the doorstep. Controlled by Yanni Gord. Swings it towards the net. Score! Yanni Gord! A wheel-around wrister wins it in overtime. Seattle takes the early lead in this best of seven. That was uh, Bob Wachuzin, a former guest of the podcast. Brian Boucher, former flyer, by the way, here on NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's on the national call with that on ESPN. I love Boucher as well. He started out kind of uh, as a between the 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 benches guy. Now he's uh, up in the booth there with Wachuzin on that call. But as you said, he just hit it right on the nose there. A great call by Bob Wachuzin as the Kraken advance as the uh, Western Conference uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, Phil, have been. I don't know how much of those you're watching, but, man, 
they have been really good. Yeah, it's it is ramped up quite a bit considerably when you get to the the Stanley Cup playoffs. And and I do watch it. I'm watching more and more every year. You know, it seems like so. Um, I appreciate all the the followers kind of uh, urging me to to continue to watch the NHL because I wasn't really raised a, a hockey fan or or anything like that. But I do enjoy the action as you get into these playoffs. Well, you got Carolina is in the uh, semifinals down there playing Jersey uh, in the playoffs. You also have Thursday night tonight if you're listening to the podcast. TNT, Brendan Burke, Darren Pang, and the Kraken Stars Game 2, Alex Faust, and uh, Jennifer uh, Batterell is uh, the analyst on that. Uh, with uh, That's a TNT game, right? The TNT has the doubleheader on Thursday tonight, which is uh, kind of interesting. I looked at that. Wait, Thursday TNT, is, it screams basketball to me, right? Yeah, good point. So, um, yeah, tonight you'll have, um, like you said, that doubleheader with TNT. Brendan Burke, you know, he certainly – you know, uh, seems to be an announcer on the rise this year, not only getting a, a lot of these big NHL assignments, but also the voice of uh, MLB on Peacock that once he's done with it, these NHL assignments, he'll he'll head that direction. And yeah, like you said, it's, it is a little uh, different as far as that Thursday night that's synonymous with uh, the NBA on TNT. But, you know, uh, Lakers Warriors will be over on ABC while me off. TNT will be. What's that? It threw me off to see TNT yeah, Thursday off, hockey. Right? Yes. I was for sure like, wait a second. This is uh, doesn't seem right. By the way, Sports USA Radio, let's give them a shout because they do have, uh, for radio program directors out there, they do have uh, the hockey games. If you want to plug those in on your, your night programming, John Arrows, Brian Boucher got the TV call the other night. He's now the analyst on the national radio, Oilers Golden Knights. Uh, if you want that tonight, that's a Thursday night. But they do, hey, if you're listening to this on Friday or the weekend and saying, hey, I'd like to put something on at night. I don't have any hoops on tonight. Uh, or we're in a market that is near one of these teams, you can throw a Sports USA carries the NHL playoffs. So you can go grab them. Yeah, actually, it's uh, Saturday night, uh, Mike, with uh, Ehlers and Boucher. And Ehlers is the voice of the the Ducks, I, I believe, um, as far as his his full time gig. So you know he he's in striking distance to these these uh, West Coast games and that kind of thing. Interesting that they're using Boucher because he's certainly keeping busy on the the television side as well. But he's squeezing in a radio game in the meantime. There you go. Uh, baseball now. Uh, Joe Davis, Dontrell Willis on the Dodgers. They had the walk-off yesterday. I watched that game uh, as uh, the Dodgers beat my Phillies on the walk-off there. Uh, But uh, Joe Davis and Dontrell Willis, the pairing on that one. As uh, Let's take a listen to Joe Davis, uh, of course, the Fox voice of the World Series with the uh, game-winning Grand Slam walk-off home run. Here we go. Max Muncy swings Uh at the first pitch. Like that one. He only needed one. He'll take them all. The finishing touches uh, as the Dodgers sweep the Phillies on that grand slam walk-off home run. Mac Smuncy, you had Dontrell Willis and Joe Davis on that call yesterday. Yeah, you know, it seems like the fans like this pairing of, of Joe Davis and, and Dontrell Willis. The the D train, you know, goes goes back to my days down in 
uh, Miami with the, the Marlins. And uh, yeah, he seems to be a, a real fun personality. He's been getting some assignments also with uh, FS1. And so uh, he's a name to look out for as far as continuing to, to rise up the ranks as an analyst. And uh, yeah, sorry, we had to play a, uh, uh, Dodgers Phillies walk off grand slam by the Dodgers, <laughs> but, but hey, Mike, we get we give the Philly teams a lot of love on the on this uh, program. So every once in a while, we got to go the other direction, right? All right. Well, Saturday, ESPN Radio uh, has some baseball for us, as they do on Sunday night baseball as well. So baseball season, the first month is in the books. And uh, you're going to get a new voice on Sunday Night Baseball this week. John Schifferin has the call with Doug Glanville, so he'll get a chance to do some Sunday Night Baseball there. And, uh, you know, baseball season in full swing. Yeah, baseball in full swing and, you know, certainly an opportunity to check out a lot of the announcers, you know, whether it's over the radio or, you know, on on the networks and that kind of thing. There'll be more uh, Apple TV action and, and Peacock action if, if uh, you are – have a team involved in one of those games and you want to tune in there but yeah you know more action on sunday night that should be a big series dodgers at padres um espn and espn radio and it is kentucky derby weekend and if you missed our conversation with larry colmas uh the triple crown caller for nbc and peacock go back to the archives and listen to our conversation with larry as he broke down the call last year of rich strike let's take a listen to that call right here on the announcer schedules podcast zozos is next after three quarters in one minute ten and four foot seconds and now epicenter comes splitting horses and is moving up quickly as crown pride takes the lead around the far turn it is crown pride battling with messier their stride for stride epicenter and zozos in behind them cyberknife sweeps up on the outside sandon gets the rail run and they're into the stretch and it's messier crown pride then epicenter is coming up on the outside epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandon is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandon, these two, strive for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter, Sandon, reach strike. is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. That was Larry Colmas on the call, and we had him on the podcast right after that, and he kind of broke down that call for us. I'd rather, I wish I had picked him up sooner, you know, because, you know, he sort of just came along at the very end, and I just picked him up at the very end of the race, but it, it worked out okay. What what happened was these, you know, here come the, the two favorites that we were expecting, Epicenter and Zandon. They had both made their moves. They've taken the lead. I'm like, all right, so we got a, we got the derby we expected. These two big horses are going to hook up, you know, and so a lot of times you're looking if for anything coming from behind, you're going to look outside rather than inside because usually that's where they're coming from. And so I, I kind of took a peek back and I saw another horse. And then, and as a just like, they're getting closer to the wire. I see this red and white blur and it's the silks of rich strike. And thank God there was only one horse in the 20 horse derby with red and white silks. It was rich strike. So I see, I see this horse blasting through on the inside. I'm just like, rich strike. And, and it just like, I'm like, what? It can't be rich strike because he's got no chance. The horse just doesn't figure whatsoever in the race is the last horse you'd be looking for and, and here he is and he wins the Kentucky Derby and it was like it was like no other derby I'd called 
because it, it was just so unexpected and so late that he made his move and, and it was crazy but uh, I'm glad I picked him up and uh, the Churchill Downs track announcer Travis Stone picked him up at the exact same time I did uh, and uh, you know of course you you get I, I love the comments on Twitter you know you're and YouTube, it's either the greatest race call of all time or you're a, a moron because you didn't pick up the horse sooner. Uh, so I think it's somewhere in between those two, to be honest. Phil, what stood out about Larry's appearance on the pod uh, and talking about that call of the biggest long shot winning the Derby? Yeah, I I think back to our conversation with Larry, and that was just such a – a phenomenal moment in in race calling because it was such a genuine surprise you know and in the way he uh rich strike came on at the very end like that and just the the genuine emotion from larry in in describing that and you know he's called so many races this is just part of who he is his, his dna and you know he's been you know doing it since he was a, a teenager basically that a journey that he described to us on on that that pod and yeah, just just awesome to to think back, you know, on that that call and how uh, epic that was. And it's going to be t- tough for them to top it this year. You know, you never know what's going to going to unfold. But there's always that excitement. You know, that's just such a a, a big moment in sports every year when it comes around to that uh, post time for the Kentucky Derby seven or rather six fifty seven p.m. Eastern time uh, this year. And uh, yeah, should should be a lot of fun on Saturday. NBC Sports with the coverage. Well, they're treating this like it's the Super Bowl. In fact, there's more coverage leading into the race than the Super Bowl. I think there's like seven hours of pre-race coverage, uh, and it's for the first time. Telemundo's Deportes is going to have coverage of the Derby. That's going to begin at six thirty on Universo. They're going to be streaming on TelemundoDeportes.com and the Telemundo app, and then. You're going to have Mike Tirico anchoring Derby coverage with Jerry Bailey and Randy Moss and Eddie Olchek, you know, that whole team where they just go around the stable. I think it's like seven hours of coverage from NBC. They're really treating this like Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, and there's even coverage on on Friday as far as like you know those preliminary races in the Kentucky Oaks and that kind of thing um, over on Peacock and you know just kind of, kind of wild how how big they they treat this, but it, it goes to show once again you know uh, sports and live sports is just such valuable inventory for the these networks. People don't really tune into you know linear TV for for much else other than you know, sports. And so there's the opportunity to, to build all this shoulder programming and pregame programming and, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, they're bringing in other, other personalities like Dale and Hart Jr. Um, who, who's been on there before and things like that. So it'll, it'll be interesting, you know, as far as that kind of coverage, I'm sure there's some fans, you know, who will, will actually check out a lot of that. Then there's others who might just check in every once in a while, but, you know, certainly, you know, come that 6 57 PM Eastern time, uh, post time that's when you know everybody's uh locked in and so forth and we get to hear larry Colmas do his thing yeah larry Colmas. if you missed our conversation with larry go back to our archives on last word on sports and check that out i thought larry was one of my favorite guests that we've had on the podcast because he does something so unique but at such a high level in terms of viewership i mean this for one day Larry's voice rings across from Jersey to California, from Minnesota down to Texas and everywhere in between. Larry is the biggest name in sports, and we had him here 
on the announcer schedules podcast. Go check that back out. 30 for 30s. Hey, the wild one. Bill Walton's getting a 30 for 30. And a guy that I watched when I was a kid growing up, Reggie White, the Minister of Defense. These are going to be some 30 for 30s. Yeah, some upcoming 30 for 30s. We might have to, you know, have a discussion at some point about our favorite 30 for 30s all time and that kind of thing. They're always, you know, so well done. The documentary uh, series that that ESPN airs. And yeah, uh, June 6th and 13th, you'll have a chance to uh, check out a multiple episode. It's four episodes, I believe, total, four-part series about Bill Walton and his journey. Are you kidding me? You know, with with Grateful Dead, you know, as the, the, the soundtrack behind him and, you know, all the you know, the long, strange trip that he's been on and, and so forth. And, you know, there'll be commentary from from guys like Larry Bird and Dr. J, um, you know, the late Jack Ramsey, you know, such a big part of, of Walton's crew who had a, a great broadcasting career as well. And then broadcasters like Ralph Lawler, you know, uh, longtime voice of the Clippers and Brent Musburger are going to be part of it as well. Um, you know, just really uh, wild stuff. And I'm really looking forward to that one. And then, you know, as you mentioned, there's one down the pipe coming uh, with Reggie White. And, you know, to my knowledge, Reggie White never had any sort of broadcasting career or anything like that. But it's always worth watching these, you know, one, just to see the art of the, the documentary and how well those are done. But also, you know, usually there are a few announcers sprinkled in to, to these these shows as well in one way or the other. And, you know, I'm always curious who those might be. But, yeah, both Eagles and Packers, Reggie White, obviously, you know, a, a legendary, you know, career. Um, but, you know, died tragically at, you know, at, at, a, at a young age. And, you know, looking forward to that. I'm sure that'll be very well done as well. Yeah, 43 years old for Reggie. Uh, they have interviews, never be- uh, before seen footage of him before uh, about two months before his death that will chronicle his uh, journey as a football player and a minister as well. So uh, that those two coming up. And then a couple guests of the pod being uh, recognized. Yeah, you know, so caught this the, the other day from the folks with ESPN PR that Carl Ravitch was celebrating his 30th anniversary as an ESPN employee. And, you know, we got the chance to catch up with with Carl last fall. You know, we mentioned him earlier, you know, the voice of Sunday Night Baseball these days does a bunch of college hoops as well as far as other, you know, versatile roles. But congratulations on him. 30 years. That's a, a long run, no doubt. And, you know, certainly has been a mainstay at uh, ESPN. And then also Roxy Bernstein. We mentioned Bill Walton, one of Bill's, uh, you know, uh, the the tough task of being the play-by-play announcer when Bill Walton is your analyst. Well, Roxy Bernstein handles it, you know, with, with grace every time. And he was named to a list on uh, sportsillustrated.com. And I guess they're doing this for a lot of um, college programs where they uh, give a top 100 list. They count down the top 100 individuals associated with any, you know, brand um, college program. And in this case, the, the Cal Bears, which Roxy is an alum of, you know, um, Cal out there in Berkeley, California. And Roxy tells us about his journey and his um uh, days as a broadcaster, a student broadcaster at Cal. Well, uh, he made this top 100 list uh, for Cal Athletics. So congratulations to Roxy uh, making that list as well. And always great to to, to uh, be reminded of, of his work uh, with Bill Walton and uh, with others. So uh, congrats to Roxy and congrats to, to Carl. 
Yeah, there you go. You can uh, check both those out in our archives as well. Let's uh, wrap it up with a little uh, beach volleyball. Why not? Spring is here. We're thinking about the summer, uh, which puts us here at the Jersey Shore on the beach. Yeah, so beach volleyball. We've talked a little bit in the past how ESPN continues to you know use um, these lesser sports, these Olympic sports, whatever you want to call them, uh, to fill up more and more inventory and also as a byproduct, continue to elevate some of these sports and get them more notoriety and more coverage and that kind of thing. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, lacrosse and, and wrestling and, and uh, softball. Well, this weekend, the Women's Beach Volleyball Championship, which is a, a significantly emerging sport in the world of, of NCAA athletics, well, uh, it'll be on ESPN, and they're giving it some some big play. ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN U. The the finals will be on ESPN on Sunday at noon. So on the on the big network, and um, play by players Courtney Lyle and also Sam Gore, who you know we saw do a bunch of um, basketball work. Each of them will be on the call along with you know some of the you know. Uh, volleyball former olympians and, and that kind of thing so you know if you want to check out some some beach volleyball on the college level uh espn will have that all over their networks this weekend all right uh announcer schedule podcast 47 almost in the books here uh as we get ready to finish up uh this week don't forget like rate review subscribe in the archives we've got some great conversations that you know if you're a broadcaster you want to go back to listen to uh, the journeys of some great broadcasters, Sean McDonough, Carl Ravitch, Roxy Bernstein, Bob Wishus, and Larry Colmas. Uh, we've got a ton back in the archives here on Last Word on Sports. You can go check that out. And, of course, we drop every week uh, on Thursdays right around noon. You can get the podcast and uh, obviously always subscribe so that if we do have a standalone, sometimes you know our schedule when we record – does it match the schedule of the broadcaster? Because if you listen to our past pods, you know they've got some crazy travel schedules. So sometimes we do a standalone interview. So if you subscribe to the feed, you'll know if that standalone podcast gets dropped like last week when we had Steve Levy on the podcast. So go back and check that out. By the way, Sixers are in the playoffs. You can go back and listen to uh, the voice of the Sixers, Tom McGinnis, was a guest of the podcast and former Sixer play-by-player Mark Zumoff, also a guest of the podcast. So go back to the archives and listen to that. Don't forget, tell me a story I don't know with George Offman and TJ Reeves has Last Word on Sports Media. And be prepared for more from Last Word on Sports Media. we got more stuff coming for you. We're cooking some things in the oven, and we'll get you ready. But this has been Episode 47 of the Announcer Schedules Podcast. All right, for Phil, I'm Mike. Have a great rest of your week and into the weekend, and we'll be back with next week with episode 48 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 